0: Thank you for joining me on this podcast. I'm DJ Horton, the senior pastor of Church at the Mill. And today I have a very special guest, Dr. Vanessa Ellen. Before I dive into this conversation with this incredible sister in the Lord, I want to tell you why I'm spending just a few minutes interviewing her. We are hosting the Upstate Women's Conference in January, the beginning of the year here at Church at the Mill, and we want. Uh, the place to be filled with women who want to be encouraged. And Dr. Ellen is one of our keynote speakers. And so we wanted to spend some time in this podcast, just getting to know her, hearing her heart, and hopefully creating excitement among you and those who, may, who you may share this podcast with, just to let them know the, the, the pedigree, the caliber of women that they're going to hear from with that. Uh, Dr. Ellen Hells, uh, with her husband, who is also Dr. Ellen from Houston, Texas. And so, Vanessa, thank you for joining us.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your story, your journey, and kind of dovetail that into your ministry today.
1: Well, uh, my husband and I will be married 25 years in December, so we're super excited. Uh, We've been in ministry apart 30-plus years, and I've been serving as women's ministry leaders in various different places, various different churches. I was blessed to start a women's ministry degree program here at one of our local Bible colleges and just serve there, getting it off the ground, getting it going. You know, my heart and my passion is for women that they come to know the Lord, that they grow up in his grace and knowledge and truth. And, um, you know, that they put on his righteousness daily, day by day, dying to themselves. Mm. And that's what I do. I'm a mom. We have two adult girls. And I always say mm. adult girls. <laughs> the nest is, yes, absolutely empty. <laughs> However, those two girls gave us four boys. So we have four grandsons
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, they keep tabs on me as if I am not fully grown. So maybe the nest is not quite as empty as I thought it was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love that. And of course, my first uh, connection with you is through you and your husband, a pastor and Dr. Ellen's relationship with um, biblical counseling. And that's yes. something that you all have given your heart to. And uh, he's, of course, one of the national leaders in, uh, in that. And, and so talk about that. Talk about how you and then you and him found your way into the world of biblical counseling and the application of God's word into your life.
1: Yeah, I don't think that it was a desire of mine at all. My husband got interested in it. He was attending the master's seminary out Mm -hmm. in Santa Clarita, California. And, uh, he got to know a lot of the profs out there and was really intrigued. And he got connected with ACBC and actually got them started coming out here to Houston. So he was the catalyst for bringing that whole biblical counseling to Houston. And, Mm -hmm. uh, He grew in it. He got certified. He became a fellow. And then, of course, you know, I just went along for the ride. We have been ACBC certified for many, many years. But the blessing about it has been so many people think counseling is just this big thing that they just can't do. And I I often tell people, you know, it's really just discipleship. It's just really an intense, formal process of discipleship.
0: Mm. You know, I love that. And when I think about that in application to the women, you have a perspective on biblical womanhood that I'll never have, but I'm, I'm the result of being raised by a very biblical godly woman in my mother. I'm so thankful for my wife of now 22 years. Wow. Uh, and just her example as the pastor's wife here at Church at the Mill. And and then I'll be honest with you. I don't know what our team at Church at the Mill would do without the incredible women on our staff and in leadership. So I often tell people my life is impacted daily uh, wow. by godly women. Yet, I know and I see it, uh, women are tired. Women face a lot of tension. They face a lot of battles, a lot of struggles. Um, they have this uh, desire to be uh, everything God wants them to be. And yet, we live in a world of a facade where social media creates yeah. unrealistic images and expectations of what a woman's home should look like, how her children should behave, uh, what, what what her marriage should always look like. Yeah. And so, it's so refreshing to meet women who 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 get it. And when I mean get it, I don't mean they have a secret that other women aren't entitled right. to, but they understand that walking with Christ is the application of His Word in every area of their life yeah. as a woman a mother, a a wife, a pastor's wife, a leader, how has that impacted you?
1: Well, I think, um, once you come to know the Lord, once he draws you unto himself and gives you a desire for him, Mm. it's like, um, I always liken it to strawberry shortcake is like one of my, my best loves and desserts, right? Mm. Uh, I try to get it every birthday that I can, Um, but I have this intense desire for it on my birthday. This is how I feel with the Lord. Once he saved me and he drew me to himself and brought me out of the darkness of the life that I was living, I've just had this desire to come to know him and walk with him and be useful to him. Along the way, though, I began to learn that, wait a minute, God's design is a little different for men and women, not any better, not any worse, just slightly different. We have these functions. Oh, okay, so I'm supposed to do this, Titus 2 woman, uh, learn how to love my husband, take care of my home and my kids. That helped me, but it only came because an older woman sat with me and mentored Mm. me walked me through it and showed me that it's never going to be perfect. You're never going to attain perfection Mm -hmm. and it's futility to search after it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've been trying to pass down to women along the way. Listen, you got five kids under five and you're trying to make this happen. Sometimes dinner is PBJ. Let's just be real about it. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. how it is. So for me, I think I've just been trying to model what was modeled before me. To Mm -hmm. give back what was given to me, comfort others with the comfort that was given to me that you're never going to be perfect, but you know what? You should be being perfected day by day. So don't just say, Oh, I can't do it. It's too hard. No, you can You have the power of the Holy spirit. Pass that on. So that's my, my journey.
0: Well, and I, you know, and and I love that because that that's something every woman can do. You know, we tend as humans, men and women, we, we tend to like to consume. I like it when you do for me, give me, you know, and I see this among Christians as a pastor, what's the next book? What's the next conference? What's the next movement of God? I need a fresh anointing. Oh yeah! And actually, you know, the disciplines of grace is that daily grind of getting in the word of confessing our sin. And, and every woman can not only be exactly what she's supposed to be. She can encourage a woman who is behind her in the journey. Yes. Now, when you think about that in, in, in the church today, what, what do you, when you think about connecting with our women here at Church of the Mill and our, and our Upstate Women's Conference, what would be the win for you? What, what do you want a woman to walk away encouraged to do more faithfully?
1: Well, I think the first thing is where I usually start when I go out and speak is that I'm likely not to tell them anything new, right? Mm. I'm not under the facade that there's anything that I'm going to say that's new to them. But what I have learned is that we know a whole lot, but we live very little, Mm. So what I'm hoping to do is communicate that God desires for you to go hard for him, you know, to, to search him, to seek after him, to draw closer to him and let him draw closer to you daily, daily, just, you know, stop. I, the win for me would be that they, they walk away from saying, you know what? I already knew this, but today I'm going to try to apply it Mm -hmm. tomorrow. I'm going to try to apply it the day Mm -hmm. after that. I'm going to try to apply it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That would be the win for me.
0: Mm. What are the landmines that you see Christian women stepping on the most? In other words, what, uh, you know, I'm talking about a woman who says, uh, Vanessa, I, I love the Lord Jesus. I've, yeah. I've been saved. I trust Christ. I'm walking in my faith. What yeah. are the snares that they're falling into in our current culture? Uh,
1: I think the first one is comparison. Mm. Uh, I think it's Psalm seventy-three. You know, I looked around and 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 they can do this and they can do that and and they're they're fat and happy in their sins. But what about me, Lord? I do one little thing. I think it's comparison that why is my life not like that? Ladies across the street, mm. I've wanted kids all my life. She's got five and she doesn't even take care of them. Mm. You know, I've wanted a husband. She's got a husband that she's not even faithful to. Mm. A comparison would be my first one that mm-hmm. God, why me or just the, the sorrows, the, the, the last three years of our lives have dealt us some serious sorrows. Mm. Well, why did my mom have to go? Why did mm. my brother have to go? So mm. uh, the next thing would be a lack of trust in God's sovereignty. That, mm. That's a hurdle that trips us up each and every time
0: mm. trying to
1: answer the why. Why God, why are you either not allowing or why are you allowing this in my life? And I think the other one that I see a lot for women these days is, um, consuming from every well, what do I mean by that? Mm -hmm. So they're at your church, pastor DJ, you're preaching sound word and doctrine and you, you know, you're going hard for it. They go home, listen to some preacher on YouTube or wherever else he says, absolutely nothing close to what you said. And they run after it. They pick mm. it up, they eat it, they, and then before you know it, you've got these double-minded, unstable women running around your church. We eat at the wrong well, mm. you know, it's okay. If, if you want a snack on something that's truthful here and there, I have a social media ministry. You know, I tell them all the time, this is a snack. That is not your meal. That's a mm-hmm. snack.
0: Mm-hmm. So I would
1: say those three things are the things that I see a lot of.
0: Yeah. So when you think about uh, uh, transcending relationships, you know, One of the things that the scripture calls us to do is to make disciples and uh, like, like biblical counseling, we tend to overcomplicate that. But honestly, I, I I define discipleship in a lot of different ways. And I'm, I'm, I'm just a preacher. I'm not an expert on discipleship, but (laughs) my, 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 my best analysis is, is that it's just when a Christian makes room in their life to take another Christian in who may be a little further behind them on the journey and shows them how to follow Jesus. Just like I taught my kid how to ride a bike and they'll teach their kid to ride a bike. But, you know, one of the good things about the gospel is that it doesn't just transcend time. It transcends race, yes. transcends culture, yeah. transcends politics. As an African-American woman, when you think about uh, connecting with women of all backgrounds, yeah. what, what what have you seen that's been effective for you in your ministry to do that?
1: Well, I, I hearken back to Titus, too, because it doesn't say older women of the same ethnicity Teach the younger women, you know what I mean? It yeah. doesn't even, even that older, as you know, doesn't necessarily have to be an age. It could be That's spiritual. Right. Yeah. You know, so I think that what I've seen is that we need the generational connections. Mm-hmm. We need to go from the middle aged women to the older women and the younger women. We need to keep the generations ministering to one another. And Mm. also I think that we learn from one another. If we, as you said, if we just see each other as different ethnicities, then we're going to miss the love journey. Oh
0: yeah. You
1: know, how can I love you? How can I get to know you? Uh, I I think it's very important for us to go back to Titus two and ask really, what is he saying there? Mm. Teach. I could be 15. And if all I know is Jesus wept, I'm to teach that to someone. Mm. There's always something that I have to give. Now, I think the thing that I see most often is, am I willing to give it? Oh, yeah. it's going to take my time. It's going to take my treasure. Am I willing to give back?
0: Mm. And I love the fact that that empowers every woman to have purpose beyond just surviving. Yeah. You know, so much of men, women's ministry, I, I was talking to uh, about the issue of marriage and singleness in first Corinthians recently. And if you think about it, we we do singles a disservice because every marriage conference is about passion and romance and enrichment and every single's emphasis is on surviving and coping as if being (laughs) single is a disease when the reality is the Bible celebrates singleness just as it does marriage. Same with womanhood. You know, womanhood is certainly mamas need encouragement. Wives need encouragement. So do dads, so do husbands, but it's not about, surviving it's about yeah. thriving
1: that's and
0: right. you thrive when you have purpose and that's right. you can be a brand new christian woman in a church but if you're walking with the lord and in his word you got something to offer another woman
1: that's right that's right and we need to get about the lord's business I, I think too often maybe we have taken this world as being our own you know what i mean like we mm. we have, we put too much into as women we put too much into uh careers and so on and so forth we put a lot into this world that's passing away yeah. And not all. enough time into the Great Commission,
0: I believe. Mm, that's good. So uh, speak a little bit about how the Great Commission and your growth in the Lord influenced you. You know, I've, I've often said, I've watched this. I have a front road seat to my wife fulfilling her calling. She sits near the front every Sunday and watches me fulfill my calling as a preacher. But, but I love the fact that she feels very called to craft the hearts of our children. Yeah. Now, it's a team effort. They need a mom and a dad. I get that. Uh, But so often, our ladies, uh, due to sinfulness in men's lives, are asked to do both. Talk about how, as the word transformed you and as you grew as a Christian woman, you grew as a mother in your intentionality of that. How how do you relate those two?
1: Well, Pastor DJ, I would have to say, first of all, I started out in a family that was churched. Uh, I, I don't think that we were saved by any means. We were church. You you could do whatever you wanted to do on Saturday night, but come Sunday morning, you had better be in church. Mm. I, that, that's what I mean. We were church, but I don't think that we understood a relationship. It was just religion. It was tradition. You do this to check off the box because you did it. So I didn't come up understanding this is a relationship that is precious and, mm. and needs to be... Um, committed to and fleshed out so as I got older and then the Lord drew me unto himself I began to understand that but I didn't understand what it meant to submit I didn't even know what biblical womanhood was and I didn't fully understand it so I will say probably the first five years of our marriage I kicked against the grain with that Mm. and the Lord just really broke my heart for him and, and 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 you know if you love me you'll keep my commandments and it's like well what does this love mean it means you'll you, you know that I have your best interest at heart. You can trust what I say. Mm. And that's when I began to walk with the Lord and see that it's better on his side. It is mm. so much better on his side. But it was a journey for me. So as I went through my discipleship process, uh, of course, that was a lot of women poured into me, a lot of women encouraging me and rebuking me and, and helping me along the way.
0: Mm.
1: It took some time, and I'm just mm. grateful now to fully understand it's so much better to be on the Lord's side and to do it mm. his way.
0: Mm. How did that change you as a mother?
1: Well, I think, um, remember our children watch us. Mm. So I, I'm not, um, I don't think that I am unaware that there were years that they saw me not behaving as a Christian woman should behave and Mm -hmm. responding to my husband in ways that I should. Mm -hmm. But what I am aware of also is that they saw me make the corrections and the apologies, the confessions and the repentance. So I think it changed me as a mother, as I began to apply and it changed them as Christian women today, they Mm -hmm. got to see how it's done wrong, but they also got to see how it's done biblically correct.
0: Well, and I love that because we all fall in love with the after photo, but we forget every after That's photo right. had a had a before photo. And that also means that, you know, n- n- no matter where a woman may find herself today, yeah. th- th- there is hope for her. There this is, is the great joy of sanctification and the process of God, you know, helping us as, as, as the scriptures say, to work out our salvation. Yeah. I praise yes. God, I don't work for it, but I can That's work right. out you know, my, my salvation. So as we kind of wrap up our time, when you think about pouring into the ladies of church at the mill and the people we're, we're trusting God to bring women from all over the Carolinas and the upstate. Um, what, uh, what would you, what would you say to encourage those ladies to make this a priority and to invite their friends and and sisters in the Lord? Uh,
1: Well, first I'd say invite everyone. Don't say, oh, she's been saved for 50 years. She doesn't need this. Mm, that's invite so her good. Anyway.
0: Thank you for and saying that.
1: Yeah, and don't say, oh, I know she's an unbeliever. She's not coming. Invite mm. her anyway. We mm. don't know what the Lord is going to do. We don't know mm. if the Lord is drawing them or refining them or taking them to another level. Invite everyone, your mother, your grandmama, everybody. <laughs> that's what I would say. Invite mm. First of all, invite everyone and bring yourself. And then I, I, I would want to say to them, Hopefully the message that I can give would be, you know, love God, love others, um, mm. confess and repent, meaning completely. It's time for us to agree with God that he's right. Mm. His he word is true. All 66 books are right. Now let's just get about the business of confession and repentance and growing in grace and knowledge. And that's what I'm hoping to communicate.
0: Amen. I cannot wait. I, I kind of wish I could come. Oh, wait a minute. I'm the pastor. I can't come. <laughs> can I'm the only <laughs> man. I'm the only man allowed to be there. But I know, honestly, to be honest with you, as a man, as a husband and as a father, this this this, this night, this conference is not going to just impact women. It's going to impact the fact yeah. that that is the most powerful personality in a home. She's the yeah. hub in our will. Uh, yeah. She is the heart of that family. She's the fire in our fireplace. And when a woman chases after God, the implications for her entire family, uh, well, it becomes generational.
1: It It does, it does. And Pastor G.J., can we say thank you to all of the grandfathers and the dads and everyone that will seek to take care of kids by themselves on that night, you know, and, and all of the extended family that will come around and help so that these ladies can do that to all the employers that will allow their uh, ladies to take off. Mm -hmm. We just want to say thank you to everyone for allowing the ladies to come and sit and learn.
0: That's so good. I I know that you will teach God's word in a faithful way, but what I would say is uh, I want to ask you to go to work a little bit early. I'd like to close this time by you just praying uh, over our time and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and then, uh, we will begin to prepare our hearts spiritually for that night. Would you pray for us?
1: Yes, sir, we'll do. Okay. Father God, we thank you so much. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy, God. Lord, first of all, we come just um, thanking you for the blood of Jesus, Lord, and we thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, that we can spend eternity with you, Mm -hmm. But Father, we know that we have sinned in some way. So Lord, right now, we ask for your forgiveness and we thank you for the cleansing and the washing. Mm -hmm. Now, Father, we trust that you know what's going to happen on that night. We trust God that you've already prepared the way in advance. So God, I pray for the hearts of the ladies that are coming. Father, I pray that you will move everything out of the way that Mm -hmm. would hinder them from being able to come. And Father, once we get on campus, God, I pray that you remove every distraction, Lord God, even the things that we bring in our hearts, the arguments, the discord, the the discontent. God, I pray that you will allow us all to set it aside and seek after you, Lord God. Mm -hmm. I pray for the other speaker, God. I pray for her heart. I pray Mm -hmm. for traveling mercies, Lord, that you will get us there safely and that you'll return us to our families. God, and I pray for church at the mill. God, bless them exceedingly abundantly above all that they could ever ask or think. Bless them as they seek to do your work in your name, Lord God. Mm. And Father, I do pray for the ladies that um, might not want to come, that might be sitting on the fence. Prick their hearts right now, God. Stir their hearts right now, God. Don't Mm. let New Year's or New Year's celebration or anything like that distract them from making the commitment. God, send them now to sign. Send them now to register. God, provide the funds. Bless the food. Do everything that only you can do, Lord God. Move us out of the way and have your way, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen.